the Necronomicon awaits. A ritual must be performed. Seems fairly obvious. Batu! Marada! <laughs> I told you I would find you. Noni! Fast, fast in your seatbelts. It's going to be a bump, bump, bumping night. It's showtime. What's your name? What? What is your name? We are men of misfortune. What is going on, misfortunate listeners? It is your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. And I am Riley Wallen. I'm hungover as fuck. And I'm your reigning dipshit, Jake. Today, we have a special guest with us in the studio. I guess we could call it in the studio. Uh, a band from Kansas. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce your guys yourselves? Uh, yeah, I'm DJ, and I uh, I like to play drums and party. Uh, my name is Adam. I uh, play guitar, I do vocals, and I never party. Nice. I'm Justin. I play guitar. And I have a green hat. Hey, <laughs> my name's Jackie. I'm a bass man. I like long walks on the beach, holding hands, slow, sensual. You know, next question. Next question. <laughs> so, like, what beach do you go to? <laughs> Midwest. Midwest, man. Midwest problems. We don't have any fucking good beaches over right, here. There's right. no fucking water, man. Where's the what's the nicest beach in Kansas? Is it just a desert? Uh, it's at a lake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's at a fucking lake. <laughs> so the band's name. I guess I should I should probably say, like, is it okay to cuss on this? Oh, oh dude, absolutely. you can say yeah. anything other than uh we don't say uh retard. We well, don't you just, did. I, just said, I can't like I have to like explain no, it. We yeah. don't do racisms. We don't we don't say retard. And uh the, that's pretty much it. We that don't have any pretty fucking similar other... to the way we live our lives. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Beings. We got it. Good shit. Good yep, shit. Yep. So how'd you guys come up with the band's name? I don't know why he passed it to me. <laughs> uh, so Adam and I have been playing music together for like 10 years. Uh we're the OGs and I don't know. We uh, we started a new project after we ended the uh, <laughs> the last project. We won't talk about that one. Uh, and we were trying to figure out a name, and we had some real good options, but uh, Parthian just kept kind of sticking around, and it finally got to a point where it's like, well, fuck, there's nothing better. So I feel like this is just this is the one. So it, it's pretty solid. Now, have you guys always been playing metal? I mean, since you guys have been jamming together. Oh yeah, absolutely. The the type metal of core. metal has changed. Hey, nobody, a- Jack, you be quiet over there. Nobody asked you. Uh, no, it's it's always been metal. It's definitely gotten progressively heavier and progressively progressivelyer. Progressively. <laughs> well worded. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. Do you guys remember any of the original names that you were gonna go with? Oh, you do? Like, I feel like, so DJ is like the name man. He uh, he comes up with like most of our song names, like usually like album names are coming from him. You know, most of the band name ideas came from him, even though we went with my only idea, I think. But yeah, like he, I'm, I'm sure he remembers some of his old fucking band ideas. Okay, so I don't. I've done <laughs> and drank a lot of beer since then. Uh I do remember one that was floating around for a good chunk of time was what was it, Namira? The Nymeria, the, the the one of the wolves from Game of Thrones. We were uh we're kind of partial to that. We kind of started playing around with designs and it was like mm, I don't know if that's the one. Uh, 
I remember I gave him a list of potential song titles at one point, and he thought they were band names. And he's like, a, sl- a slow, slip- slippery precipice into the abyss. And he's like, I don't. Th- I think that's too long to be a band name. I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so tell us your guys' story. I mean, you guys, I mean, you, uh, Adam and DJ have been playing together for a while. You two, Justin and uh, uh, Jackie, just started jumping in it. So I just want to... How did how did this all like form together and how did you guys meet and what was I mean, because the progression from your first album, your 2016 album, there is so much progression. You guys, it, it's like not even the same fucking band almost like you, <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, so it kind of started off uh, like DJ was saying him and I started jamming and and yeah, like Jack said, it was a lot more like metalcore kind of stuff in our like previous project. So we we sort of like brought a little bit of that into the first EP, I feel like, um, which, you know, nothing wrong with metalcore by any means. It's just not, you know, like it wasn't the direction that like we inevitably wanted to go into. So that was kind of the big shift is like we decided like, OK, we did the metalcore EP. It was cool. It was fun. But like, could we see ourselves playing that kind of music for like a long extended period of time? Probably not. Like we're more passionate about death metal. So we decided to kind of like make that big shift, you know, that. I guess just like went heavier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as, uh, as far as the story for me, and then I'll pass the mic to Justin. Uh, I mean, like just straightforward, I'm Adam's brother-in-law. We're married. Uh, that's, what's up. that's what's up. We're married to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been playing bass for a while and for years, Adam was trying to get me to play with him. And I just never thought I was good enough to do it. And then finally, one time I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. And it ended up working out really good because all of our personalities and music, you know, it all matched. So he says that I just want to point out the first time I ever jammed with Jackie over there. And this was many, many, many moons ago. I found out years later, he's like, man, I thought you fucking hated me. (laughs) I was like, why did you think that? (laughs) But yeah, I'll let uh, I'll let Justin tell his story. Oh, yeah. hey, tell your truth, bro. Tell your truth. I'm We're a, here for I'm, it, man. I'm We're fucking here for it. I joined around three months ago. Um, I've just been dormant. I was in this band way back in the day, like around 2010. We played a bunch of shows, but then ever since then, I've just been doing solo stuff and waiting, you know, for an opportunity. And then one of my good friends, uh, Jordan, told me about this opportunity and met with the guys. I mean, they seem all right, but <laughs> change this slowly well. this this three piece into a four piece band, man, and that it, it's completely a lot. Went away with your your playthrough that you did. It was it was fucking great, man. He like, showed yeah, up swinging I, swinging dick for sure. Oh yeah, big, big fucking dick swinging, man. Also, your your fucking your baseline and what is the song called? Numinous. Numinous, yeah. numinous. Your fucking your your tearaway with the bass line is so fucking sick, man. It is That's so fucking sick, too. dude. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I don't have a question. Why are you signaling me? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so you guys started in 2016. What's what's the what's been the music scene like over in Kansas? What's the what's the glow up? I mean, how do you guys continue to find shows and? do shit i mean the music scene over here is pretty bluegrassy the metal scene we were trying to like I mean, doom blues yeah doom blues yeah, is like yeah. the best way oh, to describe yeah. it so you still doom have blues. Like a, that's sick yeah, yeah there's yeah, still like yeah. a, a doom metal st- uh feel to it but you'll get like 
you'll get a three-piece band up there with a washboard player, a bass <laughs> player, and a, and a drummer. And it, it, it'll be sometimes some of the heaviest shit I've ever fucking heard. I'm not going to lie. But, like, what, what's the music scene out in Kansas? And, like, how do you guys fit into it? So, like, it's weird here in uh, in Wichita. It's, like, uh, it's a very balanced. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, like, country type of stuff. There's a lot of rappers here. Um, we have, like, a decent rock scene. The metal scene, like, it goes, it, it kind of, like, goes in waves, right? It, or it seems to. And it seems like we, like, kind of started off when we were in, in 2016 when we started off as a band. It seemed like it was kind of, like, on the downslope. But like after the pandemic, everything has just gone crazy and yeah. there's tons of metal bands here now. Um, you know, there's not a huge death metal scene yet, but it definitely seems like there's a growing death metal scene, which is super exciting to see. Like there's a lot of new bands coming out that like are passionate about the kind of music. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. Like uh, we have like a really tight knit kind of, I would say like family of, of people here um it may not be the biggest scene but it's definitely like super super close yeah do you guys have a decent turnout for your local shows yeah um so far so good we've only played two um or yeah what two in town so far i yeah. think back yeah. yeah so we played two town uh, two shows in town so far um and then two shows out of town since we've been kind of back from our little hiatus that we had um and yeah so far so good yeah, how oh, was the Dallas show that you guys just had? Actually, it was uh, it was Denver. Actually, Denver. Um, we just did oh, Denver, okay. and it was super sick. It was uh, awesome. There's a band there called Triune. Shout out to Triune. Those guys are awesome. Uh, we're we're super stoked on all their music and stuff, and they were just awesome guys. Uh, we're we're really excited to get back out there. Yeah, really, really fun time. So, uh, what is your what what do you guys do outside of the band? I mean, when it comes to being just musicians, do you guys have other projects or not projects but like work i mean like what do you guys do outside of the band you want to start on that end um yeah sure um <laughs> as he's drinking a beer he's like <laughs> what? What? he's like well this for starters yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> are, are you wanting like everyday life like what do you do for a living kind of thing or are you just yeah, wanting, like, like your, your, your hobbies and stuff hobbies would uh literally just be video games for me like and i'm i'm stuck in the 1990s. I mean, I'm playing Diablo hey, 2 remake, and yeah, and uh, and Smite. That's about the only two games I've I played right Spite now. I played Smite in a long time. Oh god. But uh, that's pretty much it for me. And of course, I sit down and like you know practice bass. And uh, for us, like someone will write a riff and we'll send it to each other in Dropbox, and we all kind of mess around with it, and then we get together and practice and try and put it together. So. That's basically it for me. I'm, yeah, I'm I was definitely boring, really. About, <laughs> I was I was definitely gonna ask about your how you guys collab, like what is your writing pattern and and how you guys get everything together. So that definitely we'll definitely come back around to that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm like him. I play I play a lot of games. Uh, my I'm the kind of gamer like I I like social gaming. So whatever games my friends are playing, that's what I'm gonna play most of the time. We play a lot of Rocket League. Uh, League of Legends, which I hate that game, but I still play it. <laughs> and then, you know, I have a couple other people that are still stuck on Call of Duty, so I got to do that. I got to yeah, make my rounds, and when nobody's part. on, I'll, I'll usually play Elden Ring or Dark Souls or something like that. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, 
Gotta tell him how you rub your own meat. This yeah. Is, this is the meat. He is the grill master. The fucking grill master. Is, uh, grilling oh, and man. smoking. I've got six Weber's uh, and two smokers, but uh, holy fuck. <laughs> Christ, dude. You just made Jake and I come in our pants at the same exact fucking time. <laughs> His brisket made me come up. in my pants. Yeah, I don't want to stand up. I am rock hard right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm pinching a fucking tent. Fuck. What, have you have you had to like stack all six of them? Is that is that why you like the necessity has like come up? No, I just like buy it. It's just like guitars, man. You can't have enough. Like, <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah. Well, I've got my Weber that I smoke on. And then like you know your grilling ones, and then I've got like a couple of the uh, Weber Smoky Mountains, those big uh, smokers that they make. But uh, oh fucking yeah! Do you make like beef jerky or anything like that? Or... Have not tried the jerky or cold smoking yet. I mean, I love it. I just gotcha. yeah, mostly ribs and and chicken and old brisket sometimes. But oh, oh fuck yeah! I just made Absolutely. a dehydrator. That's my thing. Oh, that's awesome. All right, the question is, how drunk do you get while smoking ribs? Because last time I smoked <laughs> ribs, I got really fucking drunk. <laughs> well, well, I actually so I, I smoked a brisket and I started it last night at like twelve thirty. I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed, and then I was like going through my garage and found a bunch of old CDs. <laughs> And I just, I was like jamming, like, and I, I was like, one more shot. <laughs> and then like, it was like 4.30. And I had to wake up like at like 7.30 to get the meal Oh, fuck. fuck that's that. always the worst. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I actually just fucked up a uh, pork shoulder. I want to say like three weeks ago, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. Probably about a month ago. I was, uh, I was hanging out with the family. I drank a couple brews and I like, I was checking the fire every, every hour, every like hour, half. And mm. I was like, it was probably 1130. I'd been up since like 6 a.m. the day before. So I was tired as fuck. I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking smoke this this uh, pork shoulder. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to stay up for the whole fucking thing. Nah, man, I got to like 1130 that night, passed the fuck out, woke up. The fire was dead. The, the meat was like half ass cooked. I was I was, oh. it was fucking <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> Rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, all right. Adam. You ain't taking that. Huh? I'll, I'll take this one. I'll, I'll take this guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, <laughs> right. like, like first off, it's music 110% of the time. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's all I really think about. But uh, one passion, I guess, that I've kind of found recently, um, because for me, it was like, I've never really had a hobby. Like, I've had music and I've had, like, you know, like, the normal shit that I have to do. But, like, nothing's ever been just, like, just like a passionate thing, but finally I found something and it's video editing and like video production. Like I've been getting really into that. Um, I made our lyric video for us. Um, I made all the like, uh, you know, studio, like making up videos and everything. And like, I just had a blast. Like, it's just fun to be able to like fuck around and throw like a little joke in there. Like, you know, like do some crazy shit. Like, I don't know. It's, it's cool to finally have something that like, I don't feel like there's, something like riding on me doing it. Like, I feel like I just do video editing because it's fun, but I feel like I do music because it's like, well, that's what I want to do for like the rest of my life. And I do like, you know, work or whatever, because it's like, well, that's what, you know, puts food on the table. But like, finally, video editing is that thing where it's like, cool, I can just do this and relax and chill. And I finally like understand that like Zen flow state. It's sick. That's, that's how honestly, that's awesome, how I, man. yeah, that's honestly how I feel about doing the podcast. I mean, it's like, this is, I, I focus on it like, 110 percent like this is this is my this is my baby i fucking love doing this show i love talking to my best friends you know getting paid for it sometimes is great but like the the best thing about it is like this is like the place i come to be me and to, sure. yeah so 
for video editing, uh, what would what music video would you guys shoot for? Like, what what song would you shoot for a music video? So we actually have one coming out soon. I'm not doing the editing on it, um, but it's all filmed. It just needs to kind of finish up the the final touches and everything like that. But it's for our song Numinous. Uh, so we do have a music video coming Perfect. out. There we don't go. have a date yet, but yeah, like that that was the song we all kind of came together and felt like was the best representation of the album. So, it's so fucking I good. fucking love that song. So no idea. Good. Yeah, that's that's definitely awesome, man. I've uh, been thinking about getting into the video editing thing myself just for the podcast. That's kind of the side of it I want to take over. But I, to be honest, really don't know shit about it. Like, I, I don't know what programs are good to use. Um, I've heard like Sony Vegas is like probably one of the I love Vegas common ones you can use, but I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So any advice for a guy like me that w- wants to get into it? So, yeah, I, DJ speaks very highly of Sony Vegas. I haven't um, like messed with it yet, but I, I might just because he has a copy of it. Like it would be cool. I have a uh, like subscription, I guess, uh, is how they do it now to Premiere Pro, the Adobe one, um, okay. which is really cool, but it's really expensive. It's like 20 something dollars a month just for that one program. Oh, um, but like, it's really intuitive. And I would just say as far as like getting going, like I felt the same way. And the very first video I ever edited was uh, the Illusions playthrough. I'd never done anything before that. And it was like all YouTube, all like, just googling stuff and it, it like like i would just say if you're if you're passionate about it just do it like anything else like just like do the research and like really dive in head first and you know like just kind of see what what comes of it because like that's kind of what i did and like you find those things that like you're stoked about like the things that you can throw into a video that you're like oh man that's super sick like and i feel like everyone has that different thing and like once you kind of start going down that path, you start like watching movies or other people's like YouTube videos or whatever, and starting to like see like those like tendencies that like different directors have or like different like content creators have. And it's just super cool to kind of like, you know, see that everyone has their own like little shtick that they throw in there. Right, right. Like their own technique or like, oh, secret, uh, secret sauce, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, they did this in this scene or something like that. And you recognize it. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Good advice. Thank you. I'll definitely take that into consideration. Awesome. Oh, all right. Oh, shit. Oh, he's using that mic. (laughs) Oh, he's leaving us. He doesn't care about me. Be your Justin. Come on, man. Justin just quit the band. Dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, I play a really mean skin flute. Let me join your band. Ah, In, in, easy. In, in. Dude, fuck you guys. I'm out. Move to Kansas. Come on. He sucks. Spot on the couch and everything. (laughs) (laughs) So. Adam went ahead. He kept it very like, you know, positive and focused. Like, man, I I work and I'm music and I video edit. Like, he really sold just you know the quality points. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, (laughs) Bringing it bringing it back down. Uh, Now, outside of web design, that's that's the day job and what I just do in general. Uh, I you know I've been moonlighting as a porn star and I found out that you know. People weren't as fascinated by the name DJ Skinny Penis as I thought. So um, I'm thinking about quitting, but Dude, <laughs> don't quit. All you got to do is like a brand change, bro. You need to be DJ fucking Hammer Dick, bro. Never give up on your yes. dreams. Yes. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm, checking the, I'm checking the copyright, the trademarks. I'm snagging it. 
Uh, Dude, let me be your manager. We (laughs) we can have this fucking done, filed out, sent out tomorrow, bro. Pornhub will love you. They do pay by the inch. That's (laughs) why I was it instead of them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, outside of music, um, although music is really 90% of everything, right? Like, my my bedroom is a bed and and drums. So, uh, fuck yeah. Outside of the fun stuff, it's mostly video games. Like, don't you lick my babe you get out of here you get out of here <laughs> come on anyways that was so rude uh <laughs> video games web design like i do it for work but i do it for fun uh parthianband.com <clears throat> if you haven't been there uh check it out i finally finished our website the uh the e-commerce store is to come i need to not be a lazy piece of shit and do it Fucking same. Fucking same. same. We have we have a merch. We have a merch design. We've got all this shit for stickers and all kinds of stuff. And we just haven't pulled the trigger for I don't know why. And we say we're going to every episode we make. Dude, every episode. So many pre-orders. Nothing done about it. I'm I'm calling it now. Men of misfortune. They're gonna knock out. You know everything that you guys are asking for. They're gonna get it done. They're gonna get it done. This man to, does got, better promotion than you do, Jake. I was going to say, this guy's got high hopes for us. <laughs> you know, I, I'm more than happy. I'll, I'll, I'll push anybody. Let's go. We're, you know, you got orders to fill. Let's fulfill them. We got music to make. Fucking hype band of the Whatever. group. I dig it. Fucking ass. So what do you guys do job-wise outside of the band? What do you guys do when well, it comes just, to? He just uh, does web All design. Yeah. So. And then we had the other three. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like I was saying, I do web design. I work for a marketing company. So, uh, mostly spend my day building websites, you know, um, it's good. It pays the bill, keeps the lights on. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually very happy with it. I've worked a lot of really shit jobs and I, I feel <laughs> like we all can relate yeah. to that. Haven't we all? <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to have a job where I don't have somebody breathing down my neck every five minutes. Like, yo, I saw you took an unpaid break for 37 seconds. Like, yeah, I had to pee. I'm sorry. Uh, I love it. I love web design. I love being creative. He talked about band names and stuff like that. It's just, that's kind of where, where I strike, you know, I'll, I'll jump in there. I've got some ideas, you know, I'll give you some guitarists. I'll just beg, you know, I, I can't play guitar, but I'll give you an idea of what I'm thinking in my head. Exactly. That, well, that's how I get typically too. It's like, I was thinking like a boom, like, Okay, yeah. I, hey, man, win it out, dop it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and this guy here will tell you exactly what he does. Exactly what I do. Uh, I'm a, a lube specialist at his his porn company, actually. I make sure it's nice and shiny and everything's looking good. Yeah, no, I'm really like, I really, uh, I'm a master of my craft. No, uh, but I am a, uh, I'm a service advisor at the Mercedes Benz dealership here in Wichita. Oh, man. Is it, is it a complete hellhole there? Like I, I work at a Volkswagen dealership. I'm a technician there. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. German cars are like a whole different thing to me. I, like, I, I feel like if I was a technician, I would probably think it was a hellhole, but like as a service, <laughs> budget, uh, yeah. it's actually pretty nice. It's not too bad. It's a lot better than the place that I came from. Like, where I was working, like, let's just say the shop I worked in, like the roof was literally falling onto the floor. It would leak. Oh, no. uh, there was like really shitty heat and AC. And actually, we didn't have AC. We had fans. <laughs> and uh, 
like the floor was basically a dirt floor and a lot of people told me they're like yeah they used to build model t's in this building i'm like yeah well that makes a lot of fucking sense because it doesn't look like it's been updated since then so (laughs) so it's not all bad for me personally um it's it's more or less like I don't know. It's kind of the customer base more than anything. Yeah, I couldn't do it. No way. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair people, enough. People don't understand how expensive German cars are to maintain. Well, and I feel like you're in the worst position for that because with Volkswagen, like I feel like you get the people who think like, okay, it's a German car, but it's also like it's a Volkswagen. It's like kind of like the entry level German car, and like it's like no, 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 no. It's just as expensive to fix as any other German car. Like. Literally made by the same people who make Audi, Lamborghini, like all these I, I was like just getting ready to say it's like, do yeah, you like, like Audis? This is an Audi, basically. Yep. They're not that different. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> so it's funny. At one point, at one point, I did work for Audi, and I had an Audi A4, and Jack oh, wow. has a, a Volkswagen Jetta. And he was like, he's like, dude, my Audi is way cooler than yours. <laughs> I mean, the, the Audis do seem like the farther you go back, the creature comforts were already there that they didn't put in the Volkswagens. Like there, there is like some nicer features and shit like that. But like mechanically, they're basically the same, you know, that's fair when it, when it boils down to it. But dude, my turbo will well, turbo just it's just like if you look at the the Audi RSQ8, it literally looks the same as the what Lamborghini Urus whatever their SUV is. Like, it's like the same fucking thing. So yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I'm honestly, it's bad to say I'm not that familiar with the Audi side of it because for some reason I work at a Volkswagen and Hyundai dealer. It's not a Volkswagen hey. Audi dealer, which it probably should be. No, it's a fucking Volkswagen and You're, Hyundai dealer. It's, it's going that, that German-Korean, you know, way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both sides of the shop are like polar opposites when it comes to a lot of things. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but like, no, hey, can I, I borrow your tools? Like, no, no, you can't. You cannot. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably never need a triple square, but I have it if you do, right? Like, I don't know. It's, I definitely feel the dealership vibe. I've worked in dealerships for the past five years. Um, I started out in parts and then I was an advisor in parts and I went up to management and then I was like, I'm tired of fucking dealing with people. So, yeah, management I'm go work sucks. Out can we all just agree on that? Yeah, yeah, I I didn't mind the pay. Obviously, it was decent, but I was just like, I'm tired of listening to people bitch on the phone every day. And you know, I'm sorry, this thing's on back order. I'm it's literally, I am the middleman between the manufacturer and you. So, like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Exactly. <laughs> and eventually, I was just like, I want to get out of this. I'm gonna wrench. And um, I thought it was great at first, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> but I'm. I'm locked in. I don't know. Anyway, dude, I won't. I won't dwell on that for too long. <laughs> All right, I'm the exciting field of customer service. I'm in um, executive customer relations for a major company. That's what I'll say. But uh, basically, I deal with driver issues. Like uh, a driver, you know, a pee bottle falls out of your car on a customer's yep. lawn. Which did happen this week, by the way. <laughs> and I have to file a report, something like that, or a driver brandishes a weapon. I have to file a report. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ticketing, um, very minimal customer contact, so that's great. You know, like the best thing to get in customer service is a job to where you don't talk to customers. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so I deal with driver issues mostly, and uh, it's super exciting. I know. Sick. You made it sound pretty fucking sexy. Uh, you did. You did. You did. I, I picture you behind the fucking desk, just fucking typing away, listening to it, and just fucking tearing it up. See, I have no idea how you guys do that because I, 
I deal with one to maybe two people a day, and I already hate it. I couldn't ah. deal with more than that. It's, one person talks long. to me. One, one person talks yeah, to me. And you I'm come to my workstation. Hey, Jake, what's up? God fucking damn it. I just want to burn down the whole fucking place. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> I had to, so not to get too off topic, I had to go on a ride along the other day. You know, my advisor came up to me and they were like, hey, we go ride with this lady. She said she's like her steering wheel shaking when she's driving. And I'm like, you know, it's I really just, don't fucking. I'm want sorry, to. ma'am. It's just the Parkinson's. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah. God <laughs> damn. I walked out and it was fucking what's it, Marty from Back to the Future. Anyway, um, anyway, that's a terrible joke. I feel bad for that. Anyway, so I go on a ride along with this lady, and you know, there's a bit of a language barrier there. So I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. Like I couldn't really understand what she was trying to tell me. We're driving down the road and. I don't really notice anything offhand. That's terrible. So she pulled into a gas station to turn around and go back to the dealer. She starts driving in the oncoming lane for like a hundred feet. Like she doesn't even go into the right fucking lane. She just drives in the oncoming lane and there's cars coming at us until she gets to the turning lane at the stoplight. I'm just like, I'm going to fucking die today. Today, <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly why I don't do this shit. That's That's it. Yeah. All. I don't blame you. I- I'm glad you survived though. I'm, I'm very yeah, glad. Fuck. I'm not glad that I survived, but I'm <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> all right, Jack, what's up with you? I'm going to rehash your feelings of being locked into a profession so I feel like we keep going back to porn here, but I lay pipe for a living. Uh, I'm a plumber, man. And I've, hey. I've gone all over the field. Uh, I'm going to explain this because every time I say I'm a plumber, my wife has to verify for people that I don't plunge toilets. Uh, right. I've worked for the gas company and now I'm on the commercial side of things. So we do like schools, hospitals, all from the ground up you know um, that's dope as fuck but if you say so have you have you had a have you had a walk-in moment like, where like you had i said have you you had so you haven't had like one of those porno moments where you walk in a, and they're like kim do you want me to clean your pipes and it's like well you know <laughs> have you <Jack? laughs> no no i never <laughs> i guess you're fucking referring to it it's like that one video where the guy's like trying to be really serious and she's just yeah. like i got something you can unclog and he's like <laughs> she's like i need i, I want to like well could you put this pipe in it and he's just yeah. like no that wouldn't make any <laughs> sense you'd have to get a whole new system <laughs> I, like here, I just want you to fuck me he's just like absolutely not we talking no, porn again there's it. really good money in plumbing like I, i've also heard it is one of the hardest fucking trades to work in is that true no, plumbing? don't, don't, no. don't inflate his ego any more than it's oh, already. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, no. it was a serious question. No, if, if you're going to talk like commercial kind of work, iron workers are absolutely the craziest, hardest working people ever. Like putting Could up steel beams and then walking across them and tying them together. That shit is crazy. My, uh, my grandfather was actually, he, he retired like five years ago, but he was in the iron workers union for probably like 50 years. And that man is a badass. I he was, he, some shit too. He, he, that guy has more fucking stories than I have time left alive. Like I don't even, <laughs> he could literally talk me to death and tell me shit like, but he, it's, I don't know. He's seen a lot of shit and he, it, I, I agree. It's definitely hard fucking work from the way he talks about it. Um, he he retired as a foreman too, so he, I don't know. 
my only That's interaction awesome. with, with an iron worker was that he told me that he was welding with the guy and he looked like he had been through fucking Vietnam. I don't know. This dude looked <laughs> like had like a spacey look on his face. And it, it was it was the most terrifying thing to work with them. But he told me that he was at a job site. He was an iron worker at this time and he got a phone call and he asked another employee to do fire watch for someone that was welding. So I guess the the main guy's job, who was to, to watch this guy, walked away, had some other guy who probably didn't give that much of a fuck. The, the welder stood up and walked on the beam and tripped and his like, ex, like his hoist thing fucking snapped because of the weld sparks and oh, fell to his shit. death. And like, I heard that fuck. as like, I want to say I was like 20 years old. I was like, I will never do that shit. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't blame you, man. If, if we're trading horror stories, I could talk, I, I could talk this shit all day and I won't. So I'll just tell you one good one. Uh, it was, they were putting the metal decking on they had all the beams up and they're walking across them, putting the metal decking on. And those guys literally grab a full sheet and carry it while they're balancing on the beam, trying to get where they're going to go. Yeah, and in Kansas, terrible idea. it's it's crazy windy, crazy windy here. And that wind caught that metal decking and it blew him off the beam. And he landed cross-armed like this, face first, and he broke Holy both God. of his arms. And the foreman asked him if he thought he could still work. He's like, do you, no he's like, do you think you can still? And you see the guy's arms like swelling by the second. You Capitalism know? <laughs> at its finest. OSHA comes out. It's a whole big ordeal. But uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that was wild to see that man fall. And I was like, no, I, I could never do that. All right, so we're going to take a little detour. Before we started this, we talked about uh, Soulsborne games. What's your favorite and why? Jackie, I want to know why you hate Sekiro. Okay, so <laughs> my problem with Sekiro is it's not a typical Souls game. They never tried to see, sell it like it was a Souls game, and I understand that. I'll give you that. But it, yeah, it, I can't I get behind Perry Perry attack. Perry Perry attack. It's, it's very boring. Dude, I played that game and I fought uh, his dad way back when, and uh, I fought oh, him for like, yeah, I fought him for like two weeks fucking straight. I got him down to like a sliver of a health bar, oh, no, and I didn't take any damage at all. And then he just came back and just molested me. And I, <laughs> I threw yeah, my phone and shattered shot. my iPhone. I was like, nope, no more. So, I um, yeah. I, yeah, I the like the look of the game uh the level design everything in that game is great i can't get behind the combat and that's my biggest problem with it what's your so favorite, I, favorite? I i struggle oh, i with forgot that, that was the original question so my favorite if i oh, absolutely yeah. have to pick one is bloodborne and that's uh, yeah fair I mean, enough. with the guns yeah the the setting of it the the rally mechanic the weapon transformations like what's what's not to like about it? yeah hp lovecraft what so, how can you not like that game i beat that game in the past month or so and i beat the orphan on the second try no Damn. well hey even a stop clock's right twice a day. You got lucky. Man. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that one. I'll take that. I'll keep that one for later. <laughs> I just um, I wanted to add this in here. Um, I definitely agree with what you're saying about Sekiro. Nonetheless, it is still probably my second favorite Soulsborne game. 
Sorry. That's fine. I yeah. I don't judge I had you like that. I had like an anime redemption arc with that game because I played it religiously for like I don't know the first three months it was out. I got all the way to the end of it, and the last boss pissed me off so fucking much. Ishiri Sword Saint was it? Yeah, Sword Ishin, yeah. Oh yeah. fuck him, dude. That's yeah, what I, I'll I, I can't play beat that him, game though. again. I I literally like I think I would my routine was I'd go to work at the dealership, I'd be pissed off all fucking day from just dealing with my job <laughs> and then i'd come home and try to take it out on that game and i'd spend like four hours straight of my night trying to beat this boss for like a solid week and a half straight and i i just i fucking i fucking gave up and i literally didn't pick it up for like a year and then i finally came back to it and i was like i'm gonna beat this fucking game you know so i literally had to go back and relearn how to fucking play it and get the parry <laughs> timing down and then i actually got better at it and I think still once I went back to fight the last boss, it still took me like two days to beat him. But when I fucking beat him, that was the greatest <laughs> feeling I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I mean, that's what those games are all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's what I love about them. Because, I mean, let's face it, they're not your average fucking bear when it comes to no, playing games. Not you know, all. it's not Call of Duty. You don't just jump in, like shoot a few guys. And, <laughs> oh, you won. Yes. No, it's like you're gonna fucking you're gonna shed blood, sweat, and tears over Me this, too. and you're gonna fucking like it. <laughs> so, quick, quick moment though. I had the same thing Rowie did. I couldn't beat the final boss. Spent time off. Went to go replay it again, but then my dog ate my disc, and I couldn't. <laughs> what? Yeah, he chewed the whole what? disc up. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" And he's just tail wagging. I'm like, "Oh, I can't be mad at you." And that was it. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even mad. I'm actually <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you opened the PlayStation. How did you do that? <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Diabetic Daddy from Misfortunate Media. If you're hearing this, it's probably because Soup said something and we're going to edit it out. But hey, since you're here, why don't you check out our other shows? We have an anime show that's called And Now I Mention Everything. We have a new show, Morning Cup of Chaos, and our other show, Men of Misfortune. We're everywhere where you get your podcasts. So remember, stay misfortunate, stay chaotic, and always listen to mom. So, All right, so back to Soulsborns. Soulsborn. Yeah. Soulsborn All right. Hero uh, so, um, I mean, I remember when Demon Souls came out, like I was about to order it, like the, uh, I think the Chinese version, because it had English subtitles. Uh, but then I noticed it was going to come to the U.S. and I bought it day one. You know, everybody else is getting Modern Warfare. <laughs> like I think it was like Modern Warfare three or something. And oh, I was just like, no, oh, shit, like no. I, I'm here for Dark Souls or for Demon Souls. We're like, what is Demon Souls? Oh, we have. <laughs> like, just give me my game, you ass. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. No, I, I love all of all of them. The only one I haven't played is Bloodborne because I never got a PS4, so I won't oh, comment yeah. on that. But I don't know, man. It's it's a toss up. My favorite um, atmosphere is definitely Demon Souls. I think that just the atmosphere in that game is just so okay. bleak and dark, and it's just amazing. Um, I, I, favorite I actual game is, is Elden Ring. I don't even think there's a second. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, Dark Souls 3 and then Dark Souls 1 after that, but Elden Ring, they improved so much in that game. Elden was Ring was amazing. I was going to say, Elden Ring is definitely my number one out <laughs> yes. of all of them. Okay, like, hold on. They, they added so much to it. it, it I think it's a perfect game. No, no bullshit. Like, if anyone right. says Dark Souls Two is their favorite, I'm gonna be pretty yeah. upset. Uh, they were trying to say. Uh, I, <laughs> no. I have, I have a newfound respect for it because me and my buddy played it again. It's just uh, I don't like the world design. Um, but um, as far as the game, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's still really good. It's still like Dark Souls game. You know, it's like it's still a nine out of ten game. It's just not the same. 
So I don't, I used to hate on it a lot, but now I don't as much. I understand it. It wasn't also, what's his face? The Miyazaki is Miyazaki. Miyazaki wasn't a lead director. One. He so was I, just I, I get it but I also like my big thing about Dark Souls is I love PvP um I literally oh, oh, yeah. I, I rushed 10 PvP characters you know I, I did the uh, glitch you know to, to kill the bird and get the souls so yeah. an Elden Ring then are you a you bleed character then or uh, a madness guy I uh, see I I usually don't like to play bleed characters I mean they're so cheap Thank I mean God. Rivers of Blood is just absolutely overpowered yeah, yeah. so op it fucking sucks. But, it really is i yeah. literally have my favorite one is you um, complaining when you summoned me i, I think i call him big dingus. <laughs> uh, i made a character named big dingus and uh what Good he right. is is he's, he um uses the ram like thing to where you like roll infinitely yeah. and that's how i pvp i just roll infinitely i have the most uh what do you call it poise and stamina possible <laughs> in the game and also oh, mana <laughs> so i sit there and i've won pvp matches just rolling <laughs> So you had big chungus. Big chungus. That's me. I've I've taken too much time. Oh. No, you're fine. You're yeah, fine. You guys right. I thought I thought I was gonna be different by saying Elden Ring, but I guess I'm agreeing. I, I think Elden Ring is is the best uh of all the Souls games. It just seems the most complete. It's got everything that like all the best Souls games have. Um it's just it's 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 that it's it's it it's the thing like i i hate open world games and i love that game like that's how good that game is it's okay side question amazing. for both of you two quick though besides millennia who is the hardest boss you guys to fight Ooh, ooh, good question ooh. good question malekith gave me a really yeah. fucking hard time malekith was a dick yeah or uh, what was the one? The what's dragon, the, one? the lightning dragon, like the one that you. Oh, have oh, oh dude, I yeah. cannot fucking beat him. He's that dude was last. Oh, yeah, flaccid sack, flaccid, flaccid dick, flaccid, flaccid sack. I don't know. It's it's a Madeir of Elden Rings, basically. Fuck exactly, him. Yeah. <laughs> I had what was the one? What's the one where you like go in with like all the summons? Uh, I had the oh, hardest Radon. time with that one. Radon. Radon. Yeah, Radon. I had the hardest time with that fight. Dude, I did too. Like going into it, like I, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, how the fuck do I even get close to the guy?" And yeah, then it's so yeah. much. It's right. so much. I gotta steal the mic. Oh on my god! Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here two, we go. But I have to say, real Moog gave me the hardest oh, time. Yeah, the actual, like, oh, I forgot about oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I cheesed him the first time. I, I definitely him. cheesed him too. I, yeah, I cheesed. Him. I was I like, could. "Fuck this! I'm just trying to level up. I'm gonna <laughs> cheese it." <laughs> All right, so there's Dark Souls 2, and there's everything else down here. Uh, and now that I've alienated every Soulsborne fan in the world, um, yeah, we're no, I, I do genuinely like Dark Souls 2. I think it's a great co-op and RPG experience. It is a but good co-op game, honestly. That's, that's oh, yeah. what I give it. I think the DLC is much better than the base game. The base game kind of sucks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. But no, for me, so I started with an import of Demon Souls, and that is still probably my favorite, mainly because the remake was so incredibly good on PS5. Oh, uh, man. I've been wanting to play it so it's, bad. I, yeah. It's I, so good. I can't get my hands on a fucking PS5 to save my life. Hey, and at this that, point, I've just kind of given up. Yeah, that's that's the real that's the real boss. Uh, yeah right yeah that's the real dark souls boss in real life (laughs) i i do think elden ring was fantastic um every boss was super 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 easy 
but uh, <laughs> oh, really? That's great talk. All right. He was a mage. He summoned uh, me for everything. You were a mage? You're, no, you're, no. Do I look oh, like a guy hey, who hey, on. I, I started out as a mage build. So, fucking <laughs> <laughs> weeb. Get out of here. I'm, I'm a meat shield kind of guy. I'm always in there just up close, getting whacked by the combos I can't figure out. Let's uh, go. Just, you know, having a great time. I think I would agree. Of Elden Ring, I'd say Moog is probably the, the toughest fight I had. Uh, I tried to cheese him, and I thought I was doing super good. I was real high, and I was I was on comms with Jackie. And I'm like, bro, I'm wrecking him. Bro, I'm wrecking Bro, he's moving. He's moving. <laughs> and, Fuck, they patched uh, it. <laughs> yep. So, I, time before you enter the boss ring? Um, what was that? I think. Is that the one where you use a shackle three times before yeah, you go to yep. boss? Okay, yep. yep. I use that. I use that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the one where you you jump on on the ledge. No, yeah, they patched okay. that. Yeah, they patched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I, that's what I did. I tried. It didn't work. I freaked the fuck out, and I was like, "Jackie, I need you." <laughs> so, I, re- go ahead. I remember trying to do the ledge glitch in the beginning of that, and I'm yep. on fucking. I'm on chat with uh, Tyler over here. And he gets it like the second try. And I'm like, I literally, it took me like 20 minutes for some reason. Maybe I just suck. I don't know. I had to talk to fucking through it get it shit. like perfect. And I'm just like, dude, I'm getting so pissed off over this fucking game. Yeah, I, dude, I, I tried. Like, I'm just about to fight him for real. Fuck this. And then I finally got it. And I was like, okay, I got the 80,000 souls. I'm going to level oh, the fuck no up. And that. that was something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's been fuck it's been months dude it's it's been a while yeah i yeah. uh i definitely got jackie's help initially he was not using bleed he's like there's no way he's weak to bleed yep. and then he started using bleed and he's like oh wait he's extremely weak to bleed <laughs> so yeah we just bled that bitch out because i tried i i tried the jump i tried the shackle i tried all of it just for fun because coming from demon souls like you can cheese every boss in that game yeah. so oh, yeah yeah absolutely. Absolutely. yeah yeah, I love to play with it. Like, see if I can. I love to play with it. <laughs> just to see if I can get something weird to work where I don't have to actually fight. Just because that's more fun. Like, yeah. you get to the boss fight and you get your dick kicked in a couple times. And then you start to realize patterns. You're like, oh, if I dodge here, I'm good. If I dodge here. And then it, it you know, comes rinse and repeat. But initially, it's like, man, what if I can jump up here and hit this bitch with a boomerang? And just like, <laughs> unlock him, you know. You just you got to try new things, and that's that's my favorite thing about Soulsborne games is like, what can I hit him with from outside this arena? Yeah, dung pies. right, right. Yeah, yeah. start hucking some dung pies over the top. I, I so, can't count how many fucking dragons I just like cheesed with a bow and arrow until. You oh know, yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna much. be that weak to the bow, they deserve it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to ask him a question? Yeah. Justin would like to ask. <laughs> All right. Oh, so here you go. What was your hardest boss in Dark Souls Three? Oh, Dark Ooh. Souls Three. Madeir. Madeir. Yeah. 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 It's Madeir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I will be honest. I. Yep. I, I never base fucking game? beat him. Like I. Yeah. What about base game? Oh, your base, base game? game? Oh. Um, uh, dude, it definitely wasn't the main boss. The main boss was trash. Dude, it. <sighs> What the the Lords of Senders? No, 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 no. He was actually okay for me. It was the all the bosses are easy. Armored, uh, yeah. What was his fucking name? The Dragon Slayer. Armored Dragon Slayer. Oh, oh yeah, he wasn't dude. too bad. He was. I too for bad. some reason could not beat him to save my life. I, I don't know why. 
For me, it was the Nameless King. I probably nameless. spent like fucking five hours trying pretty, to beat that piece of shit. You have dude. to get his patterns perfect. You know, honestly, like I struggled so much on the dancer. Like for dancer, yeah, this guy did. That was well, way Dancer, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Jackie one shot the dancer on Ow. on Soul Level One live on stream. It was beautiful. He can't play his bass that well, but he got that rhythm down. <laughs> okay. I want that. I want that video. I, I need you to send me that later. Am I the only I one that, that struggled on fucking Aldridge? Oh my I, god, that no, range of arrows yeah. attack oh, at the man. end is Which bullshit. Is I'm trying to think. With the arrows coming down in the, in the room. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I no, I didn't really have too hard of a time with him. I think I had to fight him like maybe five. Five six times. Pontiff know. and the dancer were my two. Yeah, I was I was just getting ready to Pontiff. say Pontiff Sullivan Pontiff. fucked my yeah. shit Pontiff forever. Honestly, I beat him first try. Not not trying to brag or anything, That's but wild. I just, That's I wild. In, I was like, I beat him first try because like, I was huh. always like a bulky tank, man. Like I I had what what blade did I have? I had, you had the, the gut sword. No, no, I didn't have the gut sword. I had it was one of the bosses. The Lothran Lorian one. The fucking hook. Why can't I think of it? Merkwood. Uh, huh. The Merkwood thing, or is that what it had a called? hook that, like, or yeah. another dagger that stagn- stabbed into the ground. You you did it, oh, and then you spin uh, in the circle. Why can't I fucking think of the goddamn? I know what you're talking uh, about. Like, oh, it's killing weapon? me. Yeah, it's a like, boss weapon. Oh, it was the uh, the abyss watchers. Yep, the abyss watchers. Yeah, the abyss watchers. The abyss watchers. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, dude, I, that that was my always weapon. So like fighting a boss that moved really fast in the opposite direction always oh, fucked me up. Like I got that game, oh, or I got that sword in the beginning, and I just stuck with it. Definitely a lot of fun. Sorry, we're deciding who's going pee first. Uh, You're good. You're good. We've been doing uh, well. I just I I was the first one that went. You've stepped out. Yeah, I'm used to uh, my bladder being this full, so I drink a lot. He can go forever. Like I was gonna make a drinking competition to see who. Who could drink the most beer? Oh no, it's definitely me. I have yeah. no out of guys. like both groups. Out of oh both groups. no, no, no. Okay. all right, guys. Four to so, three. Like, come on. So I, I got a kegerator in my basement now. Oh, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. We ha- we have a thing. I, I I was just asking Justin who who he thought could drink the most beer. He said him, oh, yeah. which nope, is me. not the same answer I thought. Nope, me. <laughs> I, I would say I would say Jackie. I think Jackie could drink the most beer. I think okay. So I think I could drink the most beer, but I would definitely fall asleep and then wake back up and be ready to drink again. <laughs> See, yeah, that's I, disqualification right there. That's not <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I could do that anymore. I used to be able to. Okay, so nowadays. out of everyone here in your room in our room, I believe I'm the one who can drink the most only because I have a kegerator in my basement. Therefore, I have three kegs downstairs. And I drink, I drank two pitchers last night and I was like, yeah, it's a normal night, he, I guess. He, he, oh, he, he, no. I think you just <laughs> wanted to talk about your kegerator. I did, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I have Coors Light, I have Big Wave, and I have Ultra because fuck it's all I can get right now. Uh, yo, when we come play a show up there, we're hitting up that kegerator. Dude, I'm I telling you, you dude, absolutely. Dude. We I I sent you guys uh Aaron Haffel. He works down at the link hashtag shout out to the link. But they uh the lift the lift, my bad. Jesus he's fucked up. I fucked him. up. But you no, know, at the <laughs> lift. So the lift is a the bar the bar slash little uh showroom down here in Dubuque, up in Iowa. And uh they played shows every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and during the week too. And it's probably our best 
place to use shows in Dubuque? Yeah, I, I'd say it's definitely up there. Um, if they could figure out the fucking air conditioning in there, that would be oh, great. Yeah. But um, I almost died during that telekinetic Yeti show. I almost had to leave. Yeah, it was pretty fucking hot in there. It was rough. Um, so we've talked uh, about. I think I think our uh, and also huge huge shout out to our uh, booking agent. Uh, his name is Dustin Mitchell. He is literally the man. Uh, so huge shout out to him, but I think he's actually in talks with that place to lift. So hopefully we'll no be there. Shit. Good please, shit. Yeah. please, 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 yeah. please come out here. We will promote yeah. the fuck we, out of we, it. Yeah. yeah, we really want to be there. Fuck out of it. It seems sick. Like yeah. I know the people who work there. Like we all, I think we all know people who work there, and we'll yeah, yeah. We can get fuck the word yeah. around and it'll be a hell of a show. Trust me. Yeah, oh, we yeah. could definitely we're, find we're bands to play with you guys too. There's um, it would not be hard. There's definitely a few good death metal bands here that would fit in Dude, well with you guys. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, mutilated by zombies is one of them we actually did an interview with them you guys should check them out um fuck yeah they've been in the game for a long time i think they i think you got, all of you guys would love them you guys um, you guys would fit in really well with them i yeah. think that would be a hell of a show because they would be like a bringer and you guys could fucking shred it and people would be like whoa who the fuck are these guys right right so I mean, with i'm in huh? i'm in bring out the yeah, mutilation dude, I want and you guys zombies I want you guys fucking down here so fucking bad. Up here, by the way. Up, up here. here, yeah. Right. I know it's there. a Midwestern way. It's like, come on down here, but now we're up here this time. Dude, <laughs> while amazing. while we're on the subject of music, I wanted to take a second to ask you guys. Um, you you mentioned earlier about you know how once you moved along from your 2016 album, I mean lineups have changed and all that. Um, I love the progressive sound of it, by the way. It's it's fucking amazing. Um, I kind of stalled on listening to it. This guy's been telling me for like two months to listen to your album. And, you know, I just I get sidetracked, whatever. Well, <laughs> when we were hanging our TV in here the other night, uh, we listened to the album like three times in a row, the newest album. And I fucking Fuck love yeah. it. A lot of good progressive influence in there. Um, reminds me of a lot of other bands I used to listen to. Um like in my early 20s i feel old as fuck saying that um what are <laughs> yeah, some of your guys' biggest influences for your writing what oh man that? that's uh that's a loaded question because the funny thing is and this is going to sound really out of the park for adam and myself i feel like honestly the biggest influence as much as it's a different type of metal has been avenged sevenfold like He's very much influenced by Sinister Gates. The Rev is my all-time favorite drummer. I cried oh, like fuck a baby yeah. when he died. Yeah. Um, never got to see him live. That'll be like one of my biggest regrets ever. Uh, outside of like the biggest just childhood, teenage influence. I mean, at this point, there's a lot of death coming out, especially the newest stuff that's getting written. The death is just, the death sure. is heavy. Uh, oh, yeah, Absolutely. But between the bear and me, revocation, like oh, they, oh, yes, dude. Yeah. oh dude. <laughs> oh, we just God. became I mean, best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nether Heaven came out from Revocation just recently. And I still need every to listen time to I've that. been in the gym. Oh, every time I'm in the gym, I throw it on. I'm just Dave Davidson's just he's, he's bending me over tank, and taking dude. me to pound town. And I'm like, I gotta run faster to get away from this. Like <laughs> Right, right. That is um to, to both of those bands, between the Buried and Me and Revocation, I still have not seen live. And oh, fuck! Revocation was a huge fucking because I'm a musician myself. They were a huge influence for me in high school. Like I fucking love those guys so much. They're 
especially for a three piece. Like they're probably oh one of the most talented three pieces in the game. Honestly, you're right. So, yeah, we're go- best friends now. Yeah, going a little off topic. Literally yesterday, I watched video on YouTube. The uh, guitar player Dave. from Revocation, Dave Davidson. Dave, Dave Davidson. he was he was going over his biggest influences of what like made him learn guitar and stuff. You'd be surprised that it was it was literally just the basics. It was Metallica, Megadeth, uh, AC/DC. obviously Death. Yeah. Um, yeah. ACDC was on there. Yep. ACDC was on there. It, it, it was surprising. surprising that it was just like, you know, all the old school, like the people that started it all, right? So, uh, Slayer. Opinion. He said Slayer has some of the best riffs in the business. I mean, he I won't did. disagree with yeah, that. I, I, can't, like, I, can't. I definitely love some of the older Slayer, not just like the A-sides, but they've got a lot of good fucking B-sides out there. I, I saw them live in like 2009, and Tyler was with me. and Seen him three times. This guy had oh, like yeah. the most annoyed look on his face. He's like, I feel like I've been listening to the same song for an hour and a half, and I'm, I'm just in there fucking getting it because I had like Dude. all their albums on my iPod at the time, and I would just drive around and fucking listen to them. Uh, yeah. I love it, but you know, those those influences definitely line up with their style, and I for I sure. That. Oh, absolutely. One Adam and I saw Revocation live. It was a a two show weekend. The first show was Suffocation, Revocation, and Morbid Angel. Nice. Uh, and then we went to a much more like commercial show, which was Volbeat, uh, Avenged Sevenfold, and Metallica. Which uh, we didn't end up staying for Metallica. It got real weird and i had an older lady try to just like she start, <laughs> tried to start a threesome with me her and her husband Dude, and knock that dust off let's go that sounds yeah, like, like my night last night I, i'm not I'm, even bullshitting dude you gotta blow it off man you gotta blow it off wipe away the cobwebs man it. so no i was into it she's hitting on me and i was like man i might just be missing this and find myself a public bathroom and <laughs> facts must like, be blown bathrooms yeah. must be used exactly make her get a hip replacement I was, I was just gonna say that. Like, disclaimer: You're about thirty years older than me. You're probably gonna need it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, I I take no liability for any injuries that that occur. Oh no! I need you to sign this waiver before I take the pound down. I was so into it, and then her husband walked up and started touching my beard, and I was just so oh, not into it. God. It got so weird. Like, she's like, "Hey, right. you know the carpet matches the drapes." I'm like, "I." Don't know who you are, but okay. And then the husband's like, it does. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> He's like, and I'm going to watch. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't like where this is going. I mean, okay. if you can bring my right. buddy, God, maybe, but I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna away. steer us back in the right direction <laughs> no. here. And I'm, I'm going to go we back to your We were going original. in the right direction. What are you talking about? That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Exactly. Let's oh, devolve, brother. I'm going to go back to your original question. Oh, yeah. And I might be the oddball in the group because 90s rap is like my thing. You know, Tupac, Biggie, all the all the class, Dre, Ice Cube. That's where my like inspiration comes from. I and I know that sounds weird, but you gotta talk about System of a Down. Well, yeah, System of a Down is a huge influence. I always forget his name, but the bassist from uh, Mastodon. Oh, what the no. fuck is his name? No, uh, no, he's the guitarist. Um, yeah. yeah. Dude, honestly, that's probably... I don't know his fucking name. 
Like, go figure. I don't know the uh, basis. I, I forget it every fucking time. And that I, that makes me sound like a horrible bassist, horrible. right? <laughs> but Right, right. And then, of course, like, John Entwistle from The Who. Like, that guy created three-finger rolls, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Mastodon actually just played, like, not even two hours away from us a few nights ago. And I was That's so pissed sick. I couldn't go. Because it was Mastodon, Ghost, and Spirit Box. All bands, fucking hell all show. bands I've never seen. Like Ghost, I've kind of fallen off with. I don't really like the last few albums they've put out. I'll say, yeah. It, you know, but Macedon Spirit Box, I would have loved to have fucking seen. Hell so, yeah, Spirit okay. Box is badass. Oh yeah, they're She's fucking so amazing. Hot. She's so fucking. Hot. <laughs> well, did you guys listen to I wrestled a bear once before? Of course yeah. I did. Yeah, they actually I played did. in Tyler and I's hometown when uh, Courtney was in I wrestled a bear band? once, or was it the what? I can't remember the original singer's name, but she was glasses. I don't know her name. Black actually. hair. Yeah. I remember. I gotta be honest. So I saw them at Warped Tour a long time ago with the original, you know, lineup, and I can't be. I can't pull any strings. It was, it was horrible. Like they, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. One of the worst shows that, I've ever seen live. It was, it was, and we like, no, it, it was even more painful because like they were one of my favorite bands, like that I just heard. I was like, dude, I gotta go see him. And so like we all like, like my whole band, like we just rolled up there, watched him, and we were just so let down. Uh, but <laughs> I've heard like once Courtney got in, like everything was like a lot more polished. Which I, I love like the later albums with her like in it. I think they're amazing. Uh, oh but, for sure. Yeah, and Spirit Box is great. Is his like, name is his name Troy. Troy Sanders. Troy Sanders. Oh, we found, we got it. We got it, guys. <laughs> we get there eventually. I'm sorry, Master. Please edit that part out and just put Troy <laughs> Sanders <laughs> in. So edit this part in. Bro, right? Hello, Master. Yeah, yeah. We love you. Please don't listen to anything else we've ever said about you. I think uh, Mastodon <laughs> is one of those bands where every member is just a fucking virtuoso of what they do. And I love the fact. I love the fact that like not a lot of other bands do this. That every band is every member in that band is the vocalist. And yeah, they yeah. they all sing on their own songs. Like I think that's it, fucking genius. It's dope, dude. Yeah. Yep. So there, I've noticed uh, that uh, every band with like eye catching uh, titles, the songs always fucking slap. I've noticed. Majority of your songs have eye-catching titles, and they all fucking slap. <laughs> yeah, that's DJ. That kind of stuff? I want to know because it's they blow my fucking mind. I uh, I like words, and I've, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm a, so here's what's gonna happen. DJ's gonna give you his answer, and then I'm gonna tell you how it really happened. Oh, it's two story. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. So we always sit down and the the pattern has typically been we figure out song titles before they're even fully written like it might be a demo or some riffs that are kind of pieced together and then we start thinking of titles and kind of work through it that way i feel like the title helps like influence the song it does you know you you hear the name of a song and you're like oh cosmic overture that's got to have like some crazy epic bits in i mean you're gonna call it the cosmic overture and so yeah we once we have an idea of what the album's gonna be whatever you know if we're doing something thematic or whatever once we have that idea then we start working on titles and i love just working with words like if you tell me on the spot yo come up with words i'm gonna be like ah fuck shit i don't know 
But <laughs> if you if you set me out with a goal like, hey, we need song titles, it's gonna kind of be this idea. It's like, oh, cool. Let me break out my thesaurus. Okay, he so, told you what really happened right I'm, there. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a liar. I'm not we, a liar. We come up with a name, and then we search through the thesaurus for like much better words to use in place oh, of smart. basic Fucking words. Smart. So do you guys have an actual? And it's hilarious out? because I think this is the first time any of us have told each other that we do that. Because <laughs> that's, exact, that's that's one hundred percent exactly how I write lyrics too. Like I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay. I need a word that like sounds right, but I need it to mean this. So it's like you got to like fucking search through all the shit and find the word that like, you know, has the right sound, but also the right meaning, if that makes sense. So like, yeah. it's crazy. It's like we all we all do that. Like, man, fucking shout out to Webster's Thesaurus. <laughs> because the day. But but no, like seriously, DJ has been huge for coming up with like just sick words that influence the music or like sick titles. And <laughs> sick, sick words, bro. Shout out to fun. DJ. While we're stroking DJ's ego here, the guy really should be an author. Like, he wrote out a complete storyline for our album. It's like, what, 25 pages? I yeah. Mean, God, damn. And and so it's, so it's a concept album, is yes. what you're saying. 100%. Yes. yes. Very Fuck concept. Yes. It, it should be it. a book. Like, it should be a book that was wrote by Stephen King or uh, who's the other author? the other author no not neil who's uh, who's the other author that exists in the universe <laughs> who's that one guy that Listen, wrote books i think it's uh jrr tolkien no. My man. <laughs> there's, there's two authors of horror and it's stephen king oh i know i know who you're talking about he's like the knockoff stephen king yes yes name. uh what the uh, fuck is his i name? don't give a fuck no, about no knockoff no no not not, not him. Fuck <laughs> that dude. I'm trying. They make a joke in Family Guy, like Brian hits somebody walking down the road. And he's like, "Oh my god, I killed Stephen King!" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm this guy." And he just yes. gets up and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was his name? Now I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, I gotta find this out. Yeah, so, so was, tell us. So tell us about the concept of this album. Like, I'm I'm excited to hear the story from start to end. Like, what okay. this what this meant. Yeah. So uh, it it like it weaves in and out of like real life kind of shit but basically the way that like the concept kind of came through is like first off we are all big fans of hp lovecraft you know anything like spooky horror like all that shit so like that was first and foremost in our mind so we wanted to write something lovecraftian um and i guess i'm i, I guess at this point i'm speaking on behalf of jack myself and dj because justin wasn't in the band at this point but uh we uh we kind of came up with a concept that it's it's a scientist that is not super i guess satisfied with his current um line of research or current um you know like way of living so he like seeks higher knowledge which that's like a big theme in lovecraftian mythos is mm -hmm. somebody who seeks higher knowledge um so um he he kind of goes through this path he has this mentor that kind of taught him, you know, how to get into the scientific community that had all these crazy thoughts. Everyone thought he was this like insane madman. And, you know, like the, the, the main character always believed in him, always took care of him, like in his last days. And um, that's kind of like in the backstory. So this main character is looking for this higher knowledge. 
and he starts finding some of these books and some of these like writings hence of... the accursed tome exactly yeah accursed tome is like the perfect example phenomenal right? so, like, song by the way so good it, thank you so much we love that song so fucking, um, I fucking love it yeah like it's it's a fun one to play live for sure but uh that song is all about the book that he finds um that was you know something that was um uh, kind of you know known in lovecraftian mythos which is the necro uh nomicon so the book of the dead right like so a lot of people have used it evil dead's used it like it's been all over but hp uh, lovecraft came up with you know the Necronomicon. so that's what he finds but he is he's sent to find that by his mentor's research so he starts like looking into his mentor's research and seeing things that that kind of i guess start that web of um you know discovery that he finds you know kind of that path that he's looking for so that sends him to the necronomicon which he finds in another very like i guess known lovecraftian location um he's in he's in uh arkham um and so he is at miskatonic university and he finds this book so um he starts kind of messing with the book this leads into illusions of grandeur, which is his dreams that he is having because of the influence of this, like, you know, supernatural book that he's found. So he starts having dreams of like, I guess you could call it like a, a city or like a community, but it's all like very bright and very like light invoked. Um, and he has this like creature at the very end of this dream that is like always guiding him in. So every night that he's dreaming he's getting like slightly closer to this and finally he gets close enough to touch it and he gets all of this knowledge just dumped into his mind and all of a sudden he is like on the path of higher knowledge like this is like the thick of it and that's when you get into numinous so he gets very like egocentric that's why like you know the word god is used in that like it's just very like ego driven in that song so that's kind of his big thing he's like gathering up this cult he's like you know, developing this like following, I guess, um, behind this like discovery that he's found. Um, and that leads directly into psychosis. Um, so psychosis is the moment where he is kind of taken down. The main character is literally knocked over the head um, by uh, somebody from the town and uh, is taken to Arkham Asylum, which is another like big known um location and lovecraftian mythos so he's at he's at the uh um he's at the arkham asylum the doctor is like kind of talking at him so a lot of the lyrical content in psychosis is you know from the perspective of the doctor um so he kind of goes through that goes through all of these um i guess processes or or what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, when a doctor, procedures. I, I knew it started with a PR. Uh, procedures, he's going through all these procedures um, and the doctor is trying to kind of stop him from, from you know, finding this knowledge. So he, um, he eventually um, succeeds, the doctor does, in, in kind of making the main character dumbfound um so the main character i guess um you know kind of at this point is lost you know he doesn't have any of the knowledge he was searching for he is 
he is just stuck, I guess, at this point. Um, and he is released from the asylum, at, at, you know, at this stage of the game, I guess you could say. And the only thing that he can think to do is to, you know, kill himself. Um, and he, he decides to drown himself. So he goes and drowns himself. And the way that we wrote the story is basically like as the water enters his lungs, like all of the knowledge that he had, like kind of re-enters his mind at the same time. So this is like the moment where he has to decide, you know, like, is it over or do I like keep going? So he decides to keep going. He makes it to the surface of the water. And um, at this point, he has all of the knowledge that he had. He's back on the path of, you know, the Lovecraftian adventure that he kind of set himself off on. And um, really, at that point, you're at Abhorrent and Call of the Void, which is just like the epic... Meat and potatoes. Yeah, like it's the epic part of the story where um, he physically comes into contact with the monster that he finds out uh, he's been communicating with through his dreams. So the light being that he found in Illusions of Grandeur turns out to be, you know, a monster that has its own prerogative. Um, and you find out in the song uh, Call of the Void that its prerogative is that it is going to um, kind of take the earth and take all of the energy from the earth and send it back to its own universe to like, you know, reclaim, you know, the life force there because, you know, they were struggling there. So it's it's kind of just like it's a tale of redemption i guess it's a tale of of whatever but the way that it ends is the main character ends up struggling with this monster um that kind of enters the universe through his mind it's 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 like entering through his dreams and his mind and everything like that and then he kind of like struggles with it in the actual like normal plane of existence i guess you could say um and he ends up kind of like fighting it off and the way he ends up killing it is as it's entering his body and trying to like take his body as its own to take over the world. Um, he jumps off of the tallest building in Arkham that, that he had to be on top of to do the ritual to summon him in the first place and like kills himself and the monster. And so that's why like the end of the end of the album has like such a kind of somber feel, I guess. Isn't because... there like a piano in it? Yeah. 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 It's very piano. like, it's very like, final right because like he's it's like he's 30 ended 35 seconds of like extreme somber music like it's yeah. not very long isn't it isn't it like like it's, it's like it's 20. i think it's what 30 seconds exactly or maybe 31 yeah yeah and it's very somber you feel like you feel for the album itself it's like it's it's pretty intense honestly yeah so really that, enjoy it yeah that that's what it's all about right you think that you're getting you think you're doing something to help the world and really you're fucking it over and <laughs> well listen he took that shot too fast but i was gonna say now that you've gone through all that <laughs> now that you've gone through all that cheers guys cheers i'll drink cheers. that i'll Here drink go. that yeah. give me another beer give me another beer Come on out. i think i've got two four six seven in front of me. if you want we all can right. send you the full right. 25 page uh story of the album i would love to yeah, see that it, was... dude. i would love to see it and, and if you were able to create your album artwork off of that kind of imagery with inside of your head and it's on paper like honestly that's fucking beautiful that is honestly the most well-explained fucking story for an <laughs> album i've heard in a very very long that's like time some so... Cambria shit let's like let's yeah make a I, fucking I, book out of I, it dude i agree so like a full yeah so kudos to the writing on that that's that is very very fucking awesome i love it 
We appreciate it. Yeah. It was one of those things where Adam, and I kind of dreamed up the concept as like the outline of it. He kind of fleshed it out from there. Uh, and then he approached me. He's like, yo, do you just want to write the story to this album? I was like, fucking sure. right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, let's do it. So I sat down. It took me maybe like three or four days, pumped it out. And it's just, it's a beautiful story. It's so bittersweet. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels to the shit we go through in our own lives. There's, you know, a lot of regret and feelings of inferiority and just not succeeding where you think you should in your life. And, you know, he does everything he thinks is right. In his mind, he took the best path possible. And we see how that ended with a fucking monster descending from the sky, uh, you know intent on world domination and just world destruction and uh it's a it's a really unfortunate story it's funny on the website i went ahead i I had some empty space i i posted the prologue on the uh, website at the bottom and then there's a parthianband.com shameless plug (laughs) yes there it is (laughs) (laughs) there's a little email sign up there it's like hey if you want the rest of the story drop it in here we'll be sending it out chapter by chapter it's I want to say it's probably 10 chapters long. It's been a little bit since I've looked at it. I want to say it's about 10. Uh, hey, I'm excited for it, man. I, I can't wait for you guys to send it out, man. I'm also excited yeah. for you guys' new music video. Uh, we are going to probably have to end the show now because we're, we're hitting like an hour and a half right now. So I think Unfortunately. Like, yeah. Sorry. We do that. It's, oh, I know it. You don't no, like us anymore. Good. We'll leave. We'll leave. No, no, no. no it's, that's not you guys. I promise. So if you guys it's have not, not checked out Parthian, check out Desolation of a Ceaseless Dawn. It is a fantastic fucking album. I cannot stress this enough. These guys are fucking musical geniuses right in front of us. All of the Please. songs are fucking bangers. Dude, I they're can... so good. I had like I so I when I got your uh, when I got your your manager hitting me up saying like hey can you interview this band I was like okay like I'll check them out like let me check them out and I listened to them I was like holy fuck yes you guys please come on my show you guys are so fucking good thank honestly. you so much thank I'm you ex- so much I'm excited for that new fucking album or for the music video my bad yeah I'm excited for the new music video you guys are having. Uh, and I love the success that you guys are having right now with, with your downloads with uh, Numinous, right? Yeah, uh, Numinous. Yeah, yep. Numinous. 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 Dude, you guys are blowing up with that song. I'm like, so fucking excited to get you guys to debut. Yeah, I cannot wait for you guys to come to debut. And come. We'll be there. We'll meet you guys. It'll be a fucking blast. Dude, uh, we're ready. Keg Raider will be ready. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fresh fucking beer my Keg Raider. We'll have a party in my house after I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that Keg Raider so hard it won't so even hard. know what hit it. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna hit that Keg Raider on my hands upside down. Let's <laughs> fucking do it, boy! I'm gonna stick that Keg Raider in my ass. Y'all right, fuck it. Yeah, Justin's done. That's how we'll truly know who's the bigger drunk here is who can take the butt chug for the long. Poof it, bro! Poof it! I was gonna say, Jake, have you butt chugged out of the kegerator? I have not. No. Hey guys, I'll tell you what. You guys get a show in Dubuque. I will go out and get a big keg of Rolling Rock just for you guys. Yes, hell yeah, just dude. You guys. No, we will drink the entire thing. Literally, no, is that a promise or a show. fucking bet? I, no, that's a, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. <laughs> that's a part of the guarantee. It's a date.
All right. Give me your date and I'll go buy the fucking supplies. Let's go. Guys, I cannot thank you guys enough for being on the show. You guys are awesome. Please check out Parthian and their album, Desolation of a Ceaseless Dawn. It is fantastic. Please check them out. We're going to get them to Dubuque. I don't care how many times I have Jake go over there and suck their dick. It's going to happen. <laughs> All and of worth it. it. We're going to make it happen. Uh, thank you guys so much. Adam, DJ, Jake, and uh, Justin, you guys are awesome. Thank you. You have so many fucking J's, dude. You have yeah. so many fucking J's. Yeah, I know. So many fucking J's. So let me try that again. DJ, Justin, and Jake, Jack, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you, Jake. Get out of the room. You're fired. I hate this is, you. This is Jake from State Farm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. fucking saying. You Fuck. stay out here, Jake. You don't want to do with that. Fuck. I'm wearing khakis today. It's different. He is wearing khakis. You oh, can't yeah. see it right now, but he yeah, is. No, I am wearing khakis. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Please check out their Spotify. You will not be disappointed. I am your fearless leader. Tyler motherfucking Campbell. I'm your humble host who is not hung over now, Riley Wallen. And to my left, I have the one and only. The rain and dipshit, Jake. Anyway, we were interviewing Parthion today. They've been incredible guests on our show. We hope you guys check them out once again. We are Minimus Fortune. And as always, we encourage you to listen to mom and stay misfortunate. And we are out, motherfuckers. Thank you for joining us. Remember, always listen to mom.